Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Okay, hello, hello, everyone. Coming to you, two sad girls. Going to talk about <laughs> sadness in the winter time, um, specifically seasonal affective disorder. That kind of sad. Although, you know, I've been in the sad girl club many times in my life too. So, talking about all things winter blues, mood, and just how to get yourself out of the winter funk or manage it as best as possible Mm -hmm. um this episode actually came at a request so thank you to our lovely listener who suggested this topic who was it one of my clients oh nice yeah um although I think she asked like a month ago and here we are yeah that's fun it's fun we were supposed to take all of November off and it is November 21st and we're recording so yeah you're welcome us yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, I think it's a great topic because I think a lot of people especially where we live um struggle with it a ton yes in the great white north yeah I was actually just thinking about this yesterday because it's been pretty nice here for this time of year in Calgary um but I was thinking about you specifically because it was like so sunny outside yesterday and I was like thank god the sun shines Mm. so much in Calgary Mm -hmm. I think yeah, that's literally. like our one saving grace. Brandon was just asking that. He's like, how many days of the year do you think it's sunny in like Lethbridge or Calgary versus here? And I think it's something like, how many days in the year are there? 365. 65? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, is it 356? 365. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like, what, 90% of days have sun? In Calgary, yeah. It's one yeah. of like the most like sunniest frequent places sunny places yeah in North America or something yeah and yeah. that is not the same for here so no. yeah it's a, a rough adjustment when not only the winter comes in and you get the like change in weather but also like now with the time change and for a lot of people that's meaning like we get up we go to work it's dark we get out of work we go home it's dark where is the sun where yeah. is the serotonin <laughs> it's gone it's all gone. non-existent <laughs> Yeah, so it's we'll talk form. about yeah, we'll talk yeah. about kind of like things to consider, whether it's like sad that you have, or seriously just a case of like the old wintry blues. Mm-hmm. Um, some things to consider in terms of like side effects that you might want to look out for, common risk factors, um, and then some like lifestyle interventions and maybe some takeaways, some more scientific than others, some just more based on like what we've seen helpful for clients and ourselves cool yeah okay Okay. well why don't you start us off with the old dictionary definition mrs webster this wasn't actually from webster it was from a research paper but oh okay from that like 1984 research paper when which is like one of the main ones on what sad actually is obviously there's been a ton of studies since then but basically sad stands for seasonal affective disorder 
which is a seasonal pattern of recurrent major depressive episodes. And most commonly, um, this is experienced during like the autumn and winter months. And then it kind of like eases up in the spring, though there are some cases where it is opposite, which is really interesting. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Um, But in order for it to be classified as sad, it generally has to alleviate itself with that change of season. So for most people, it's like in spring and summer, it alleviates, and then it has to be recurrent for at least two years in order for it to be called sad. Mm -hmm. Um, If it continues throughout the whole year, it's probably just MDD, major depressive disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, like the DSM has lists both of them and then talks about the differences between the two. But it does, it is a mood disorder essentially yeah. brought yeah. on by santa claus <laughs> in the winter <laughs> okay so what are some of the causes of sad uh okay so generally it's considered still unclear but it might include circadian rhythm disruptions which makes a whole lot of sense with the shift to complete and total darkness um dysregulation of Mm. melanopsin oh the melatonin kind of signaling pathway um and its impact on serotonin reuptake and then dysfunction on the hpa access which regulates a lot of functions in our body and stresses and things like that um However, um, common risk factors like on top of that can include like a family history. So there is a genetic component. Um, It's more likely to be seen in females, more likely in young adults, ages around like 18 to 30. Of course, those of us in Northern latitudes. um, And there was one other thing that, um, oh, also if you are like um, someone already diagnosed with MDD, you are more likely to experience sad kind of like on top of that. So just like a, a worsening of the mood disorder. Super cool. Awesome. Love that for everyone. Yeah. And also with sad, if you, if you are diagnosed with it, it is also likely to be recurring for multiple seasons, like each year. Yes. Yeah. So um, anything why don't we talk about a little bit like what the potential side effects yeah symptoms yeah. And... okay yeah um so there's a wide range of them super fun um some people will experience lots of these some people will experience fewer um but general like depressed mood and sadness is obviously a big one irritability check, check. <laughs> um abnormal lack of energy check So I think a lot of us experience this and like we are sleeping or maybe not because sleep disruptions are also a side effect, um, but we're still feeling tired. So Mm -hmm. that lack of energy, sleepiness during the day, um, difficulty sleeping at night, Mm -hmm. just changes in like your sleep patterns in general. Mm-hmm. The, basically the opposite of insomnia hypersomnia where you yeah. like want to go to bed super early and you need to sleep in late and then you're still sleepy all throughout the day mm-hmm. check 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 um <laughs> but then with that too there's like cognitive changes so difficulty concentrating there can be even like withdrawal from social situations and then interestingly enough um a lack of or sorry an increased appetite um and typically seen as specific and increased cravings for carbohydrates and sugars Mm -hmm. which is interesting I think because when we talk about sleep and its impact on hunger and satiation it's usually the opposite where where we're getting more sleep 
our hunger cues are better regulated, hunger tends to go down, um, satiation goes up. But what we're seeing here is kind of a different, a different mm-hmm. expression of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a little bit of like things to consider um, from a nutritional mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, I that's- mean, yeah. In terms of like going back to the melatonin pathways too, there are studies that have suggested that the melatonin secretion lasts longer in the winter than in the summer months, which makes sense since melatonin is released with the onset of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that makes a lot of sense too. Um, and you had written here, there is a seasonal pattern assessment questionnaire, SPAC. SPAC. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously if we are looking for a diagnosis, we need to speak to a professional. Um, but there is, there are a few different questionnaires, SPAC being one of them that maybe if you're someone who's wondering if you might have this, you can look up that questionnaire online and kind of go through it. And that could prompt you to reach out for professional support, um, depending on what your score is on that questionnaire. I think it's worth noting too. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever had a doctor who hasn't said something generic like everybody needs more vitamin D, everybody has sad. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of just been this thing where everyone just like lives with it and assumes like, hey, the winter months suck instead of recognizing that, you know, it is actually a struggle that many of us face mm-hmm. and that there are some things we can consider doing for it instead of for just sure. having a band-aid of extra vitamin d slapped on it and told to go get a sad lab yeah um okay so do we want to go into treatment yeah cool so a lot of the research um so if you do a pubmed search on sad um lots of the studies talk about light therapy that's mm-hmm. definitely one that is um, pretty like prevalent in the research um, medication. So antidepressants, uh, can also be helpful for SAD and then different types of therapies, psychotherapies. So cognitive behavioral therapy, et cetera. Um, those alone or in combination with one another are typically what's cited in the research for treatment of SAD. Mm-hmm. It's interesting too, because there are a lot of like very recent studies that suggest that there are like very inconclusive results on any of these they all suggest that like they're all slightly effective but depending on the study one is suggested as being more effective than the other Mm -hmm. um but typically they'll suggest like okay if you're using light therapy like use light therapy and also you know go to therapy or take SSRIs and also go to therapy yeah that kind of stuff um but then moving maybe more towards like our scope and what we kind of talk about with clients Um, absolutely we're providing like referrals to doctors and things like that or you know even identifying um, some of these patterns that we're seeing in clients and just like posing it to them as something they might be experiencing Um, but there's some lifestyle interventions too which again seem to have a little less research on them um, but I think are worth noting Mm -hmm. Um, so some of those could include obviously exercise Mm -hmm. Um, so strength training cardiovascular exercise, getting outside for walks, all of those are really, really great. Um, exposure to natural light. Um, so that's where us in Calgary are at an advantage mm-hmm. because we do have more of that natural sunlight. Um, but trying to get outside and get some of that sun and light exposure also recommended. Um, 
psychotherapy in general. Um, so I know for me personally, I go to therapy more during the winter months. Um, that's just helpful for me. Um, and vitamin D intake. We've been up in that lately. (laughs) Um, But I think too, it's worth noting that like simply increasing your exercise isn't necessarily going to alleviate the symptoms of SAD, but it works kind of indirectly on increasing your mood in general. As we know, exercise is going to provide us with lots of great endorphins. There's like uh, credibility to demonstrate how like the self-efficacy of showing up for those habits yeah. um, is going to make you feel good. Like, yeah. Working towards your goals, those kind of things can give us kind of like an indirect boost to our mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as well, like when we're working out, we're generally like better sleepers. Um, and so we might be able to kind of work on those sleep disruptions from kind of an indirect angle. Mm-hmm. Lots of these lifestyle factors are going to be indirect. And what we mean by that is that they might not necessarily be contributing to like the underlying physiology of what's going on. But from, like Nicholas said, that self-efficacy standpoint, that just like overall confidence standpoint, they do have effects on that, which can help mitigate some of the symptoms. Yeah. Especially in, in reference to the mood, I think. Yeah. And energy, I would say. Yeah. 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 For sure. So Um, why don't we go into those in a little bit more, these lifestyle ones in a little bit more detail? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Should we start with the tried and true light therapy? Yeah. You speak on that one. Well, I watch Brandon do it every day and (laughs) I'll be honest, the light is too bright for me. (laughs) I can't. I'm like, it's so bright. Um, However... There's a decent amount of research suggesting that exposure to high illuminating fluorescent bulbs for 30 to 60 minutes, specifically at the same time every day, and specifically after waking, is the most helpful. And I think that makes a lot of sense because think about in the summer when you're rising with the sun and you're getting sunlight first thing in the morning, that helps trigger a whole host of hormones that helps with waking, with cognition, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like dose and timing is important here. So if you're standing in front of a sad lamp for two minutes at a time, probably not going to do a whole lot. You really do need to be in front of it, um, for that 30 to 60 minutes, but you don't have to like be staring at it. You can be so like Brandon will do work on the computer and have it kind of like shining on him. Mm -hmm. Um, so you could be reading, exercising during therapy, um, the two in in combination can be really good too. I don't know who's going to therapy at seven a.m., but kudos to you. Maybe they're doing it online. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, but yeah, light therapy. Lights are pretty cheap. I mean, you can get a really great one on Amazon. Black Friday is approaching. Not that I want to encourage consumerism. Me. However, <laughs> take a deal. When you can get a deal. That's literally um, my fuck no for today. We'll get it. Yeah, amazing. Okay, I'll uh, shut it on that. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have a light, um, I mean, there's other options too. There are like the alarm clocks in which like you can set it to a sunrise or sunset and it like, um, starts to glow brighter and brighter right before your alarm goes off. I love that actually. Um, and as we'll talk about below getting out for like real tried and true sunlight, very helpful. Yeah. Big time. Um, Okay, next one is going to be sleep. So 
because sleep is so affected by the changes in our hormones, um, spending a little bit of extra time and energy on improving sleep hygiene during this phase of the year can be really, really helpful. Um, so just some like general sleep hygiene tips are going to be avoiding screen time before bed. This is one that I'm literally talking to all my clients about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we just, especially in the winter can get into ruts of like watching TV before bed and stuff like that, just because it's cozy and we're tired and we're not outside and we're not as social. Um, so that's a big one. I find with my clients and myself setting a timer like 30 minutes before I want to go to bed to be like, Hey, turn your shit off can be helpful because sometimes we just like, we kind of lose track of time and then we're like, Oh, yeah, fuck, especially if you're sleep. watching a good show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so avoiding that screen time, um, having a regular sleep and wake schedule. So going to bed and getting up at similar times every day, including the weekends, um, mm -hmm. can be really helpful because it just helps your body get more into that rhythm. Um, and, uh, another thing that's starting to come up in the research is, uh, avoiding overhead light at night. So mm -hmm. using like lamps and stuff where the light isn't directly overhead, which mimics sunlight. Um, and instead using other and like lower levels of light at night. And then the opposite in the morning, having that overhead light, having those brighter lights, or even better, if you can getting out into that natural light, um, can also help with your I'm sleep. obsessed with that one if you've ever read yeah. the little book of Huga, I think I'm saying that right um that's like a whole like part of the Danish culture is like cultivating like cozy yeah with like no overhead lighting like lamps and candles soft lighting cozy blankets and things like that so I yeah. am a big big proponent of that especially when you're like winding down at the end of the day for sure um, and adjusting your sleep schedule too. So if you are someone who finds you need more sleep during these months, go to bed a little bit earlier and let yourself sleep a little bit longer if you need to. Mentally, for some of us, that can be really hard. I know I personally struggle because I'm like, if I sleep till X time of the day, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> like that's like just been drilled into my head <laughs> for my entire life. Um, but I think lots of people have that that is mm -hmm. like it's bad to sleep in or bad to sleep longer yeah and what I've been telling clients lately is like I don't think humans are supposed to be doing the same amount of activities in different seasons for like, sure there's a reason like people like talk about hibernating yeah there's a reason like bears do I mean yeah for safety and like, survival <laughs> but at the same time I just like I don't think it's realistic mm -hmm. to expect ourselves to operate at the exact same capacity all year round for sure yeah yep yeah so giving yourself some grace there and allowing yourself to adjust as needed in order to support yourself better throughout the day and I mean, if you sleep an extra hour and now that makes you more energized and more productive during the day, like that is a hundred percent worth it compared to forcing yourself to get up at 5 a.m. because like 5 a.m. club. Ooh. Yeah, just not, how is that supportive to you, right? We really need to, some people that's great, but we really need to be mindful of like, are we doing something because we quote unquote should or because like someone said it was cool um, or because it actually serves us. So those are some, um, general sleep hygiene. Did we miss anything else? 
don't think so. I mean, we could go on forever on that, but those are some of the main ones. Yeah. Um, so next up is exercise. So like we mentioned, um, though benefits might be indirect, there are multiple studies demonstrating that engagement in physical activity can help alleviate sad symptoms, improve mood and energy, especially when exercise intervention is paired with something like bright like bright light therapy um, or done in conjunction with, you know, SSRIs or therapeutic intervention or of whatever format. Mm-hmm. Um, there are physiological explanations for the improvement, such as like effects on melatonin secretion, circadian rhythm, um, things like that. Again, the research is not as conclusive as it is for bright light therapy, but like we talked about, I think we can speak pretty confidently that clients who are exercising and are gaining the benefits from it are faring better Mm -hmm. than clients who are not. For sure. Something else to consider as well um, is the timing of your exercise during the day Mm. might the quote unquote ideal time for you might change in the winter months, right? If you're someone who typically goes to the gym at 5 p.m., maybe that's not going to be the most supportive time for you anymore in the winter months. And if you have the flexibility going at a different time of day when it is lighter outside might be helpful. Um, Mm, That's a good point. That's something to consider. I've been going, like I get up, I do my little morning routine and then I've been going to the gym and I find on the days that I do that, it helps my energy a lot. Mm, Um, Yeah. Versus in the summer, I typically go later in the day because I'm like, more creative and stuff in the morning Hmm. yeah so being like if you have the ability to being flexible and maybe trying out some different um strategies around the timing of your workouts could be helpful too yeah nice 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 um so a major one that came up in the research is the use of ssris however we're not going to focus on this one too much since it is out of our scope um but we definitely see a good handful of our clients utilizing this mostly year round, I would say, because it is more likely to experience sad to a greater degree if you already have MDD mm-hmm. um, or anxieties or things like that. Um, but I would say that it's not unusual for people to kind of lean towards utilizing SSRIs when we also see the weather change and the winters come because things just become a little bit more unbearable. Yeah. Um, Okay. Increasing vitamin D is another one. Obviously that's, you know, something that you can get at the drugstore. You don't need a prescription for that. Um, Generally you should, when you are taking supplements, uh, consult with your doctor, especially if you are taking other medications. Um, But supplementing with vitamin D can be helpful in mood disorders in general. Mm -hmm. Anything else on that one? Uh, No, I mean, like lots of my client conversations around this have been to like increase the dosage. Um, And certainly we always say check with your practitioner, but I've also never had someone talk to their practitioner and them say like, no, they're usually like, yeah, increase for sure. And then they give you that blanket statement that like pretty much all Canadians most Americans are like low in vitamin D anyways. So yeah. Yeah. There's that. Um, okay. Next one. Ooh, I like this one, but also hate it at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) So walking outside or doing 
aerobic exercise in general can help improve mood symptoms. Um, this is one that we also talk about with our clients a lot. Um, because getting outside, getting that fresh air and getting that natural light in addition to that aerobic exercise can have like a, um, compounding effect. Um, so definitely like, obviously if it's minus 30 outside, we might want to be a little bit more mindful of that. And we definitely need to be dressing for the weather. Um, but in my personal experience in Calgary, getting out, even if it's cold outside, as long as you're dressed appropriately, it feels a lot better after. It feels so much better. Yeah. And I think this comes up a lot because people are like, well, it's cold out. I don't want to go walk outside. Like I'm down to get steps and I want to like try and get my steps. Um, but at some point lately, the message I've been giving is like, I hear you. I know it's cold, but like you're an adult, you have to bundle up. Yeah. And you just, you get it, you get them in, you suck it up and you go outside. Um, this conversation is going to look and sound different with different clients. Um, but particularly for clients who are in a fat loss phase or pursuing various body composition changes, getting baseline number of steps a day is very, very important. Not Mm -hmm. only that, but I mean, for just general health is like keeping your movement up in the winter, um, is super important. So my first thing is like, suck it up, get outside. And if that's just not going to happen, we can think about things like getting a walking pad, going to walk around an indoor mall, take longer at the grocery store, go to like an art gallery. Think about like activities you can do inside where you're moving around and not just like going to a movie theater to be sedentary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go to the gym just for the treadmill and just, you know, bring a podcast and walk. It's not going to be the same as getting fresh air and sunlight, but it's going to be better than nothing. Um, so that sometimes I think is like maybe one of the tougher pills to swallow. Um, but it's for your own good. Yeah. (laughs) You could also consider getting a dog because that forces Uh, you to go outside. Um, there's a whole whack of other fucking things that come with that, but you know, there's that Mm -hmm. we've had to, we're like, getting our winter gear improved significantly mm-hmm. because we're like we don't have a fucking option now yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. yeah so yeah aerobic exercise in general great 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 um okay so these are maybe some ones that are less researched and more just like things that we have noticed among clients among ourselves um in our conversations we have been having a lot more lately um the first one adjusting expectations of yourself. So knowing that there are fewer hours of sunlight in the day, energy is a lot lower. Capacity for a lot of people is a lot lower. If possible, can we reduce your to-dos? Can we take on less? And can we adjust the expectations overall? Mm -hmm. Because again, while sad affects like different parts um, of like our hormones and our neurotransmitters there is something to be said for being able to align your efforts with your expectations and the self-satisfaction self-efficacy and confidence that come along with that it's going to feel a lot better if you're able to check all of your things off at the end of the week rather than set the bar too high and constantly come up short Mm -hmm. a big example of that might be adjusting your training 
Um, so if you're used to doing like really high intensity training, maybe we reduce the um, frequency of those types of sessions in your week and we add in some, you know, just strength based, um, more like isolation type stuff that feels more accessible when we are struggling with these things, you know? Like lots of us, the thought of going in and doing like a crazy Metcon might be overwhelming if you're in this kind of state, but going in and, and like doing some squats, doing some like strength work might feel more accessible. Um, so that's a really great way to consider adjusting expectations. Um, and then there's obviously tons of different uh, like categories there. Um, so adjusting expectations socially, maybe having conversations with, you know, the people in your life of like, Hey, I still love you. I want to see you, <laughs> but like, I need some more alone time during this time or ad adjusting expectations at work if possible. Um, taking on less, asking for help, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, a balancing act with all of those things, because at the same time, we know that like for some people, social activity is like a big mood booster. Mm -hmm. um, and if we're not socializing at all and we're constantly isolated, like that's not going to be super great for our mental health either. So it really is like adjusting what's going to be beneficial to you and your capacity at this time of year. Yeah. One thing that I just thought of too is maybe with those social situations, trying to stack on some of these other things. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's going for a walk with your friend or maybe it's doing something active inside with your friend, um, trying to like be mindful of like, where can we double up some of these things that we know are supportive for our mental health? Little two for ones. I love a two for two for um another maybe thing to consider is like assess where you're at with your goals and question like would setting a different goal a new goal um something like that be helpful something that better matches your capacity your motivations um or gives you like some new sense of motivation or purpose something that's like exciting that like gets you um excited to do something new mm -hmm. Again, multiple capacities there, training, yeah. training goals, nutrition goals, career goals, relationship goals. Um, there's different areas that you could pull from there. Yeah, or new quiet little hobbies. Yeah. Like Nicola's got started. her like, Nicola has her like heatless curlers in right now. <laughs> and she's playing with them. I look like going to take it out in front of me. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. it out right now because nice. the clip is giving me a headache. Um, but I was going to say is one of my friends, Ooh, that's kind of nice. Go. There, that'll okay. probably last for 20 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, one of my friends started knitting or crocheting. I honestly don't know the difference, but she started making like these little vegetables. Cute. <laughs> she made her daughter who just went, um, had like a break from school and just went back to university. She made her a support pickle, an emotional support <laughs> pickle. And it's just like this little crocheted pickle. She made me um, Amazing. a crocheted lip gloss holder that like holds your little lip chap on your keychain. So cute. Amazing. Um, and then she recently made our friend um a mushroom. And it was fucking adorable. Oh, and a potato. Like there's some very cute hobbies that you could do with some nice dim lighting in the evening or a sad lamp in the morning. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love that. Love that. Um, okay, so yeah, setting different goals. Um, therapy love it. Obviously we love this one. Um, if you 
maybe we should do an episode. Oh, this would be a good episode in the future, especially now with you having been in school. Um, just talking about, you know, like how to approach therapy, what to look for in a therapist, that kind of stuff. Um, but if you have a therapist, considering booking more frequent appointments with them, if that's available to you, or if you're not, if you're new to the therapy space, you know, doing some research, doing a few consults with some therapists and trying to find one that you vibe with. Yeah. Go try it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always 10 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> but when you find a good a, one, it's fucking sure. 20 out of 10. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely recommend seeking professional support um, on that. Anything else? No, I think we've come to the to the list's end. List ends. But yeah, I mean, it's a toughie. I think it's something that so many of us go through, whether it's specifically sad, whether it's just like the winter blues and the shift in our lifestyle that we are unhappy about, you know, we gotta we gotta deal with it. It mm-hmm. is something that's like it's unfortunate that it happens, but no one's gonna fix it for you. So yeah, just as a reminder that. We got to focus on the things that we can control. And luckily there are lots. There's a ton. There's lots. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully got some good takeaways. Half of Nicola's hair curled really well in the other side. Yeah, what the hell? The left side is gorgeous. And the right side is like, as I sit here with like my wet mop, just straight out of the shower. Ugh. Anyways. Okay. Well. Shall we conclude with a uh, fuck yes and fuck no? You already yes. kind of alluded to yours. So My you fuck no is fucking Black Friday. Like, I don't need these things. But when it's 40% off, it makes me feel like I need it. <laughs> this is what they refer to as uh, the girl math. When you're like, it's 40% off. Right. I'm, I'm losing money, money if I don't Yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just getting spammed with like all these things. Right. It's like all of the companies you've bought something from once all of a sudden find their way into yeah. your inbox and be like, remember me? Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm just sending them to Brad and I'm like, I want this for Christmas. Oh, cute. Because <laughs> then it like gives me the dopamine hit, <laughs> but I'm not actually like doing the thing. Excellent. Excellent. We like yeah. that. Um, okay. That yeah, means I have to come up with a fuck yes. Honestly, because we don't do these regularly, I think we need to write down what we've said right like yes and fuck no because I'm like did I say this before I was just um giving this hot recommendation to one of my clients but loop earplugs have I talked about them before I don't think you've talked about those oh I love them I love them so much no I don't need them sleeping um I do have some friends who use them for sleeping though and say it's definitely a game changer especially if you live in like an apartment um I use them for like going to the library to work or like working in a coffee shop. I have like, there's a bunch of different kinds designed for like different activities. I have like the quiet ones, which are supposed to black out like most of the noise. So I would use those if I was like really focused, but there's also, what are they called? Engage. And they're ones that are basically just like dampen the background noises, but still allow you to like hear um, a conversation very clearly. So they would be fun if you were like, 
in a coffee shop and wanted to just minimize the like espresso machine and the music and the chatter but still wanted to be able to talk to people right um I also like to just wear them on walks because I'm very triggered by like a loud motorcycle driving by me it like sets my nervous system off so I do like that Um, they were they were a little expensive but um, maybe they're on sale for Black Friday that's exactly (laughs) it yeah yeah (laughs) amazing so I take Sarah's fuck no and I turn it into a (laughs) yes there we go that's that's the toxic positivity we need that's also my fuck yes is have you tried toxic positivity it's great it allows you to live in delusion for as long as you want and I think as long as you have a backup plan for like when it all comes to a grinding halt and crumbles and you know you're going to collapse in on yourself like a dying star you have a plan for that so right now, that's what I've been saying each week when I go to school and we do our little check-ins and everyone's like, how's your week? And I'm like, it was fucking great. It's the best. Everything. Nothing is wrong. <sighs> everything is wonderful. Yeah. So that'll, that'll come to a halt. I'll let you know when that happens. Okay. But I, I can already picture when it's going to happen. Oh yeah. When? When school's done. <laughs> that like first week or two after school's done. Yeah. When Brad I historically have a mental breakdown. Yeah. 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 Oh no, Brandon will be away. It's gonna be glorious because Goose can sleep in the bed again. <laughs> Amazing. That'll be great. Okay, so that's a wrap on today. Take your winter blues and tell them to fuck off. Yeah. And that's about it. That's that. That's that. I hope you found this helpful. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you when we see you. I was just gonna say when we see you because when we see you, then that will be. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye bye.